0: Part
1: two. But um, I guess we can move on now. And uh, this movie and one other, I think you're gonna have to fill me in on. Actually, no, I think we're both one we're gonna have to skip but Neither of us saw it. Uh, I feel like this. Critically and fan-wise, it seems to be like the nadir of the franchise, which is X Men Origins Wolverine. I watched like the first ten minutes, a little bit more of it, and I can't speak for on a writing level as a whole, but I will say the approach this director new director took felt way too over the top. I thought
0: it was it was very off putting. Yeah. Um,
1: like the opening credits montage, this weird slow mo spinning around thing, I feel like that would work if it was a, like a new franchise or one-off movie. It does not suit the the more serious tone that came before it. Not um, yeah. to mention, I know there are multiple instances of Wolverine looking up at the sky and screaming "No!" Including the first five minutes where you know, as a kid, first time he uses powers, kills his birth dad after he kills his his, his adult dad, and looks up. You have like kid Wolverine, Victorian clothes, looking up, going "No!" And I think that happens again, yeah. like when his girlfriend died and stuff. Like the, yeah. Oh, oh, I know another part I've seen that people cited. Because uh, actually, I did want to bring up last. Dan has some surprisingly poor CG at points with the environmental stuff. When Wolverine first gets, because you find out, you know, he was born with more of a bones jutting out, and then with surgically had the adamantium stuff done to him. There's a scene where he's looking at the adamantium claws in the mirror for the first time, and they do not look good. Like there's so little texture to these cg claws and it's right right it, is, it takes you out of this what's supposed to be an impactful scene so you've seen all of wolverine origins right yes what would you say about it as a whole
0: i just could have done without it really mm. it didn't really do much for me as a prequel also you said you weren't fond of wolverine <laughs> could care less about wolverine so there's that however If you're going to do a prequel, it needs to actually hold weight to what's actually currently happening.
1: To what you already know.
0: And everything that... uh, What we got from Wolverine, it didn't really, one way or the other, at the outcome of the movie. Uh Uh-huh. The only thing that we really got was the introduction of Deadpool.
1: And they really, really screwed that up.
0: Like, good. Like, the Deadpool movie... Did a better explanation of Deadpool than Wolverine's origin.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because this, this pretty much missed the point in almost every way. Uh, I remember hearing people say you best we could sum up how they handled him was you took the merc with the mouth and ultimately removed his mouth. Yeah, uh, he never wore anything like that outfit. He now, I have seen the the. Actual Deadpool movie, and is Deadpool in the comics? Is he originally a mutant himself? Um, because in the movie they do like experiments to basically force mutanthood on him. I don't know.
0: I almost want to say that part is accurate. However, I cannot confirm or deny.
1: I I get that.
0: Uh, if he is like another. Weapon X. I do believe, question mark, maybe sometimes on Tuesday. <laughs> maybe sometimes, just on Tuesday.
1: Um, Day. Also, I did find it distracting that among, like, because I watched the first 10 minutes of this, and among the ragtag team of mutants he's with is Will I Am. That
0: was very weird.
1: That was very weird, even though he was wearing a cowboy hat to hide his, his trademark hair.
0: I don't really, but you still know it's Will I Am. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, that's more than a little distracting.
0: Yeah. And so we got, going back again, we got from X1. Yeah. Let's go back into Wolverine's past. And and for some reason, there's there's Blob. Blob are kind of supposed to be best friends, supposedly.
1: In the comics or in the movie? Yeah.
0: Like, they're kind of always together in the comics and so to put blob in toad's past was very strange
1: that does not sound like what most people want like yeah i feel like even more than x3 people did not like the character alterations especially deadpool they probably shouldn't even have bothered with him if it's this far disconnected
0: why he was there because he is another in theory weapon x Person. I mean, he's always technically been an X-Men spinoff, right? Oh, I, uh, actually, nope, I lied. Oh. I don't, I, I can't, as Deadpool's backstory. However, he is actually a Spider-Man spinoff.
1: Really? I wonder how that works. That's,
0: that's why people ship Deadpool and Spider-Man together.
1: I think they did a comic miniseries lately of those two working together
0: meant to be in from what I understand in the same like they're supposed to be together not together together but they're
1: <laughs> they're, they're partners in crime or crime fighting Right?
0: that uh, just surprised De-
1: me because they have pretty different ideals and morals from what I'm aware
0: right but um yeah so Deadpool was supposed to because their costumes are also somewhat sort of kind of similar
1: yes they are red and white
0: eyes Deadpool was is actually more of a spin-off of the character of Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. I do believe Deadpool's backstory is mutant-related.
1: Yeah, everything I'm aware of Deadpool, he seems more closely tied to X-Men than any other Marvel thing, and that's probably how, why Fox had the rights to him. Okay, but we don't have to dwell on Wolverine for too long, but is there anything else you want to say about it?
0: No, it was just really uh, off-putting. The only thing that really tied it to me in with the rest of the X-Men franchise was the fact that William Stryker was a part of it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, finally clarified how he was involved with uh, the Adamantium backstory because X2 set some of that up. Um, also, I know people weren't happy with what a small role Gambit had because he's a very popular character that people have been wanting for a while.
0: And Which, again, I still don't understand why Gambit is popular.
1: I don't know that much about him, so I can't say, but I know they're, they've been try- they're, they're still toying with the idea of his own spinoff.
0: Could also care less about that.
1: I, I'd be fine with them just integrating them into the main crew. Because that's, that, that's what I understand they did in the cartoons.
0: A storm a storm movie. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, that could still happen. Halle Berry's young enough. But anyway, um, so let me just pull up what the next one was in release order. I need to stop closing my Chrome window. All right, so next we get to one of my favorites. And I think the first one I saw, which is First Class.
0: This was, for me, a little bit – I was a little leery. I, I
1: yeah this, this a lot was of the point where were. they said
0: that they were gonna revamp the story and do a prequel they're series. still gonna yeah so I was a little leery as to what was going to happen
1: and how'd you feel about the final product
0: I felt less leery I liked it I did have my issues
1: hmm this is one of my favorites uh I feel like this 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 one just clicked with me a lot more than most uh I know there's still at least one character mishandling people would talk about but uh i think it's also cool that you get to see different actors doing takes on some of the established characters because i actually do like quite like uh McAvoy and fassbender as the younger uh, charles and eric uh i
0: love them a lot
1: yeah those were i think they knew that it was important they nailed that and this was also big in launching those two's careers as well
0: yeah, this was a, a very good slingshot. They did; they were already established, or yeah. to some degree, they had already been doing things, but this definitely kind of put them a little bit more in the forefront in their years.
1: Okay. Uh, also, another fun, fun one is, uh, I guess Jennifer Lawrence, this is probably like right around the same time as Hunger Games, so she was already pretty big but good fit for Mystique. And uh, the fact, I, it, it tripped me up a little bit to realize that was Beast we were looking at for most of the movie because he, he became blue and furry through his own experiments.
0: Yeah. That was another one of my points where I was kind of leery. Um, in the comics, I'm still a little off-put by that.
1: In the comics, was he always blue and furry?
0: Blue and furry, but, so the whole the whole thing about mutation is that is progressive person's own version of progressive for example frost she's always been a telepath but then she almost got another it's almost like adolescence where you get a jump in you know hormones and then a big change happens mutation works the same way so emma frost her her main mutation was telepathy but then she got another boost of hormone, mutant the diamond hormones body. and then she got the diamond body that yeah. was a, a subsequent mutation he's always been agile and big and intelligent but then the secondary mutation was that he turned blue and furry
1: okay and this it was kind of artificial it was like
0: never that. really an accident
1: yeah um and actually i know people were not happy about the emma frost handling either I don't know much about that character, but I guess she's supposed to be a lot more smart and hands on than she comes off in this. Yes, people, uh, people weren't so, fond of her actress either.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Apparently she was laughs> this is the Mad one Man. thing that I do agree with the the public on this one is Emma Frost oh. was portrayed properly. One, she shouldn't have been in the movie because she actually gets introduced prior. Oh, excuse me, after
1: she's supposed to be a modern day character, right?
0: Yes, yes. And so the fact that she kind of was introduced in a prequel, younger version of X Men, was very yeah, and, strange it, and to they me confirm even. in Days of Future Past that she's dead. Okay, so we're not even following the same rules that you introduced me to. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, but Emma Frost, one is supposed to be British. Okay, yeah, didn't do that. Always had a British accent. It is very like even if I can read. A comic book, and tell that the character has an accent, and then you put her on screen, you better believe she has an accent.
1: Yeah, they, they didn't even bother with that.
0: bother with that, uh, Emma Frost has always been very. She has always had a very dark, quality of a personality to her.
1: And isn't she someone who, who can like switch allegiances in the comics? yes,
0: yes. She's, she's very mystique. She's very mystique, but with a blonde and she's a blonde and British accent.
1: Because I think I read that she was a supporting character in the Wolverine, the X-Men cartoon. And I think they mainly went for her as an ally in that, which kind of threw me off because I hadn't heard of her until this movie.
0: You actually, whenever you hear about Emma Frost, she's always had a backstory of, yeah, I used to be evil, but now I'm good. Please trust me. That's always her M.O.,
1: Kind of like Catwoman in that regard.
0: She's Mystique. She's Catwoman. She she's she followed the footsteps. She's the modern-day Magneto. Okay. But other Magneto. stuff, I, I, don't,
1: I, don't, I, don't, I feel like there's more to talk about first class besides Emma Frost. Um, True. <laughs> I like the fact that you have Kevin Bacon as the villain, because I tend to like him. There's another much lesser known movie. Did you ever see the movie Super? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah, so that's a crazy... Fucked up dark comedy uh t- which was even weird that it was done by James Gunn who's now been doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh and Kevin Bacon is like the villain is a drug lord who kidnaps uh Dwight from the office's girlfriend. Hi. And he is so skeezy in both this and First Class. Like he's he's good at that.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I did like even though supposed to be kind of a very big guy supposed to actually physically be big.
1: Oh, no, he was
0: not that Oh, Kevin Bacon is not a very
1: – No, he's a regular-sized t- dude.
0: Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's Maybe pretty he regular. Smaller. But, you know, I did like him as Shaw. I just – it was just, you know, the this Another is the change. one miss of the mark where typically the X-Men casting looks very similar to the comics, and this is the one where it was just like, no, you missed that one, but I'll take it.
1: Well, would you say January Jones looks the part of Emma Frost, who's just everything else that, that messed she messed up?
0: She she looks like Emma Frost. Okay. She just doesn't sound or act like Emma Frost.
1: Okay, there you go. Um, but I think one of the reasons I like this one a lot is you would think that what they were saying, you know, this is the first and prequel thing. It kind of does do a good job of feeling pretty self-contained story-wise. Pretty good. Pretty solid 3X structure set up and... You know the end is being the turning point for, uh, you know, the fractured alliances, and you know you finally get your explanation of why Xavier's in a wheelchair and where the helmet came from. Like little, little cute touches like that. But the first
0: movie that I got a little irritated with the mutant cameos.
1: How'd you feel about Wolverines in this? Because I laughed.
0: That was fine. I was t- okay with that. It was. It was fitting. It. Um... To what happens afterwards Wait, on. in future movies,
1: hey, Tyrone? I gotta admit, Sorry. you kind of there have been a lot of you ducking in and out. Can we try Skype again? We'll
0: try Skype.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm convinced at this point it must be something on my end, but I have to research what. Maybe it's how much stuff I have open. Um, but anything else you would like to say about First Class?
0: Um. So just where I was going, just really quick, um, <clears throat> the First Class was the first movie that I really did not. Care about the mutants that they introduced. Yeah,
1: well, they throw a lot of
0: them at you. Yeah, and most of them, as an X-Men fan, I didn't even know. Yeah. Like was Darwin nice that they gave... and Angel and all of these... Uh, the only person that was actually... is actually a X-Men were Beast and Havoc.
1: I guess, yeah. Oh, and did you notice that... <sighs> The only one of the new ones to f- die early for no reason was the black guy? Yes. Come on. Which was...
0: still and, – and not only – it was doubly bad that he, it was the, back, the black guy. Yes. But then it also didn't make sense how he died.
1: Well, it's, I think it's because he would adapt to matter he was touching. So Sebastian right. Charles put like a molten bomb thing in there to make him – yeah, it's strange.
0: Yeah, so essentially
1: he – and he gets to use his powers like once, where he's just showing it off at a party. I'm like, come on, right. guys, it's 2011. Do that to one yeah. guy, guys. But exactly. Uh, but I I I, it, I do think it's kind of funny. We're kind of on opposite ends of this movie's o- of overall opinions because this is one of my favorites. Uh, certainly, actually, no. I guess not my favorite outside the main ones because we're
0: saving that for last. Uh, I do. I do. I did like it. However, it was just not. The, it not, was not my favorite.
1: That's fair. I would recommend it, though, especially – oh, and you, do, I remember somebody pointed out this kind of creates a plot hole, a contradiction about the beginning of X3. Do you know what I'm talking about? You uh, The opening to X3 is Charles and Eric going to see uh, young Jean Grey. But it's like oh, 20 right. years before, so it's it's still it, – they're old enough to be Stuart and Xavier, and Xavier's walking. Right,
0: and Xavier's walking. Um, now, backstory on that. I will, I will actually – Throw a loophole into people's loopholes. I think I might know what yours is, but go for it. So, wh- and this is going into the next movie, I believe, where uh, Charles Xavier can walk, but it does sacrifice his, his mental abilities. Okay, yeah. I thought you and were going to about-
1: I thought we were going about time travel because we'll get to the end of the future past. But, right. Um, that no, is that, something that does well, no, carry no, it's, over it's, in it's the comics that, as well. No, it's more that it's insinuating they didn't like sever their ties until much later, when the end of first class makes it clear that's when Eric went. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. So I they gotcha. did kind
1: of. It's it, it, but it's such a minor scene that I'm I, I don't mind it that much. Yeah. Um, so okay, well, actually the next one. Well, I think we're going to skip to the next one because it's the only one neither of us have seen, which is the Wolverine.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: like, you can kind of say there's a Wolverine Honestly, it didn't matter. Point. You can kind of say there's a Wolverine trilogy at this point. And you could also say that, by all accounts, it got better as it went along. Yeah. Because um, I heard this one was generally, people thought it was decent. Not the best, but not a big step up from what people didn't like about the, the first. And I think it, it adapted a pretty well known storyline of Wolverine doing stuff in Japan.
0: It was neither here nor there. It didn't really do anything for the continuation of any X-Men plot. It was just, yeah. here, let's make more toys.
1: It always came out, sounded a little inessential to me, even compared to the first Wolverine movie that wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, and now let's get into what I think you were talking about, another most popular one, which is the second of the prequel series, Dates of Future Past.
0: Loved it. Okay,
1: this is where I'm going to get some hate. I did not care for most of this one. Okay, and I, I want to hear why. I feel kind of bad about this. Um, I guess it's just to become a matter of personal taste, I feel like almost two-thirds of the movie feels like set up for everything that goes down at the end rather than trying to be an interesting progression on its own. Because I'd say once you get to the point where because you know, history is rewritten at several points in this because we get time travel, which I guess the idea of Mystique exposing mutants and stuff early when they tried when they you know she breaks out that office. And from that point up till the climax, I feel like it's more just everybody biding their time and setting stuff up for Magneto's, you know, big rampage at the end. And obviously most people did not feel this way and felt interesting what was going on. For me it just felt like a back and forth arguing to that point and that kind of brought things down as a whole.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm alone here. Um I don't think it's a bad movie. Um I just I saw it in theaters and I thought it was decent, but I felt like after how much I got out of first class, this gave me a little less, or quite a bit less. but um, please don't hate me for that, because I know this is a uh, this is one of the most
0: beloved. At least I, had, critically. W- I had one small problem with with days of future past, and, and it's where most fans of X-Men had a problem with days of future past. Kitty cannot do anything with time travel yeah it was was it originally rogue no i mean th- it was always written as kitty but then uh the rogue cut i've heard you know that. kind of so what happens is kitty's holding on and sending logan back for so such a long period of time it's exhausting her and mm-hmm. so they need someone else to fill in while she
1: yeah you know, i was reading about this because
0: rogue was cut out of the theatrical version which i'm sure right people off it It just I understand why she was cut. It was a little bit too much, unneeded. It was yeah. just not needed. It wasn't it was liked. It was preferred, but it wasn't needed, yeah.
1: and there's, so there's it going became
0: yeah, it became its own cut that just ended up being maybe ten minutes longer. so it just it just lengthened the movie for no reason. I actually did hear
1: that, yeah, there was one major change made to this story's conceit, which is that. I think in the original is it Kitty who time travels like herself to the past? Yes. And in this instead they had the idea of her putting Logan's consciousness in his past body cuz if they did they were going that approach Kitty was not born in the 60s. And I think you know they you know they wanted to have Wolverine front and center and the idea of him meeting up with the prequel cast especially since you know he had not visibly aged in those 40 years. That and, would probably like a an obvious choice for them
0: that i got i was totally fine with my problem was kitty cannot time travel and the movie introduced a time traveling mutant and did not time travel him which one bishop which (laughs) the black guy with dreads that has the big gun he his whole thing is time travel which movie was he first in he was he was in Danger Future Past. He yeah, was I, he was oh. in the future scenes where he has okay. the big gun and the black guy? Yeah, I don't even remember him. That's odd. He he says Sunspot give me some power, Sunspot gives him some flames and he charges his gun and he shoots the Sentinels. Okay. His um, whole character in the comics and the cartoons, he time travels. Huh. But You introduced a time traveling mutant to the movies and did not time travel him. Yeah. While also giving a character who doesn't time travel and gives her the ability to time travel.
1: It's like, oh, she can do this now. And I would say, you know, normally maybe I would think like because his well his actor wasn't as well known as Ellen Page, but she's still barely in the movie as a whole, so yeah, why not go with the guy who can do that? That that just kind of really That is strange. Took me
0: out of the movie for the whole first scene. I yes.
1: find this really funny. Um, so Peter Dinklage is in this as, what was it, Trask? That's his name? The guy who created yes. the Central Program. Apparently, that character was in uh, Last Stand. Yes. He's that older, like, I think Bill Duke is the actor's name, who's talking to the president for certain season. they called him Trask at one point, and I'm like, that's a bit of a character change.
0: <laughs> well, I do think, I believe it was more like a, a William Stryker scenario that had the name Stryker passed down over generations. Oh, so it's I a think different, this it's a different... Trask was a, a father or something of Trask.
1: I just, so this the other one could be a descendant, I guess. Yes, because yeah, he would he wasn't quite old enough to be Trask's age in right. the 2000s. I
0: think that's what happens. That's now the, that's the only I, way it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because Stryker and Trask are both uh, prominent government names in the X Men story plot. Yeah. And so the name does pass down over generations.
1: Okay. And I will say the end of it is pretty interesting and it's I guess you call it sheep, but the the fact that the very end means that the events of this retconned a lot of stuff people hated away. <laughs> Like the, right. This was the reset button. This was basically to say, like, we can throw out, we can select at, at this point which elements of one through three we want to actually keep. Because right. now Gene and Scott are alive. How? What mm-hmm. changed? Doesn't matter. But I guess the idea is that the whole Phoenix stuff never happened. Right or now, it's going or now it's going to happen in one of the prequel movies. Correct. So you can assume she'll probably um, survive.
0: And something. typically, because Days of Feature Past does come up in the comics often, and it is always a reset button.
1: Ah, so they so were true to that. And it's, it it also, is, I love the fact that they were willing to get Kelsey Grammer back. It its purpose for,
0: in the movies the same purpose it serves in the comic books.
1: Also, it's a cute touch. They were willing to get Kelsey Grammer back in the makeup, even just for, like, one line. That's I right. Think, I think they said that was a last minute thing because people were so fond. Even people who hated uh, Last Stand said Beast was one of the best things about it, and, yep. Kramer, and Grammer enjoyed
0: doing it. You gotta love reoccurring roles.
1: Yeah, well, also the fact that Beast was still a central character in this in first class, so you might as well show his present self. Hmm. Um, so, anything else you want to say about it?
0: Um. Let's see. I think that was it. I love. Oh, the one thing that I did absolutely love was the progression of the Sentinels because Sentinels do the technology of the Sentinels did progress as the mutant generations progressed yeah, as well. But
1: once they are showing in the post apocalyptic future are way more efficient than
0: what you're seeing in the 70s. Cause it was protocols. so great. It was such a cool thing to kind of see to see how these mutant hunting robots. robots became the scary, terrifying sentinels that the older generation like runs away from. They became
1: Skynet and Terminators basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because I guess the idea is that they, they go crazy and start killing all like organic life like oops. yeah um all right so we do have we have two movies left i will i'm going to mention because i talked to you about for, for the listeners i had brought up did you want to cover deadpool but um which because I, I also saw and enjoyed. but that's like such both a different unique beast and i think you can consider mm-hmm. it a spinoff um because I, I also i was confused for a while like if it's even canon because we all know about how wade wilson was dealt with in in um in X-Men Origins, but apparently mm-hmm. the excuse is that you can say that this reworked thing is another effect of the time time stream being changed. And that's how you can mm-hmm. excuse this, uh, like the first Wade Wilson literally was not a thing anymore. Right, right.
0: So The one thing. thing that I will say that kind of continues the story plot, this, uh, continues the conversation on X-Men along, is mm-hmm. that this uh, the rendition of Colossus in Deadpool was the best rendition of Colossus in any of the X-Men movies.
1: Even like visually he looked he was built more like the comic yep. version. Just a bigger yeah. big guy. He got the accent. He was like, Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Because he I, the whole I, can't remember, I can't remember if he had a line in 3. He was so. He did. He was he so
0: minuscule on that. He He did actually speak and he was actually Russian and okay. it was such a nice thing to hear. It was almost like You know, like we were talking about with Emma Frost. You can't introduce a Russian character and not make him Russian. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, I think I'm sure we'll get more chance to talk about Deadpool eventually, especially with the sequel coming out next year. Yeah. But uh, we got two left. So here's another one I think you have seen, but I haven't. Uh, What is your take on Apocalypse?
0: Apocalypse, uh, of course, you know, had its issues with certain things. I feel like um, this has been I, the pr- most poorly received of the prequel movies. Yeah, and I think that will always happen when you have Apocalypse was such a big bad of the X-Men saga franchise. Yeah, I it's, think
1: some people were like thought it didn't do him justice. It did not.
0: It, that's a it didn't do the actual character of Apocalypse injustice.
1: And that's a shame because Oscar Isaac's is a is a good actor.
0: Yeah. I mean but the thing was, is Apocalypse in the cartoons and the comic books, he's huge. Are there scenes where he grows giant? This though, but I guess he's supposed to be there perpetually was, huge. There was one scene. Okay, yeah. There was one scene, and it, the they might have scene figured it was too—it
1: was too much more trouble than it was worth to keep. I
0: it think huge. it was a little bit too expensive.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. To
0: like make that happen, but also uh, the character of Apocalypse, and I'm sure you can find this meme anywhere, is that. He looks like Ivan Ooze I was about to R- say that,
1: <laughs> yes, because uh, we've touched on Power Rangers in the past, and I watched the VHS of Power Rangers movie to death, and I thought that was so funny because that is not how he looks in the comics, apparently. No,
0: not at all. Now, he still looks goofy in the comics. Right. Most of them do, but
1: it's a comic. You let it slide.
0: But, I mean, it's a comic book, right? So, yeah. you know, it was a little, it was a little too off putting and reminiscent of something else for him to have his own identity.
1: Yeah, and not the most highly regarded thing
0: either. No, Actually, not do you know, at all. Do
1: you know who played I Avenues?
0: Yes, I do. Is um, it weird? I think a lot of things are weird when it comes to actors, really.
1: But, but, I mean, you the know, I liked- from Raiders
0: of the Lost Ark.
1: Yeah. And he's also in Hot Fuzz as um, yep. the priest. He's a character actor. This British character actor who's just been popping up in things on stage and film for years. So,
0: I mean, I, I can but- say the same thing about Robert Downing Jr. playing a white guy pretending to be a black guy, but Dude, pretend to be a dude. Pretend to be another dude. I, I I've yep. never,
1: I've never heard it, but I know there's a line in that where he says he doesn't break character until he's done with the DVD commentary, and the movie's DVD right. has a commentary of him still in that character.
0: I did not. I need to
1: find that. Then that's yeah, pretty that's pretty cool. awesome. Um, especially because when you, you get the moments of him being himself, it's kind of still he kind of doing like a Russell Crowe impression. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, what are some other things you'd like to say about Apocalypse? Like outside of the character Apocalypse himself, like your issues or
0: your positives. Um. Uh, one of my big issues, so Apocalypse, in theory, is supposed to be the first mutant, which yeah. they did hold true to that in yeah. this thing here. Recently in the comic books, they've been saying uh, Namor, which is almost like the Marvel version of Aquaman, is the mm-hmm. first mutant. So I'm kind of confused as to why Marvel is, re- yeah, is kind of reneging on its own lore <laughs> um no don't know but i really i really liked how the story played out there was there was one thing i'm trying to remember there was one thing that really kind of took me out of the movie
1: um i, I know one thing i've heard about that because i read some synopsis one thing something that sounded interesting to me is how you, you kind of almost get a redemption for magneto and then mankind fucks it up because the idea is
0: yeah. he
1: goes into hiding and starts a family and a normal job and yeah. then the army kills that family and he starts his agenda right back up.
0: Yep. That's sure a that's... cool
1: idea, I think. Because it's also showing the shades of gray in Magneto that maybe he is a character possible of redemption and not you know 100% clear-cut evil.
0: Um, and he wouldn't I have know... been evil
1: if mankind hadn't mistreated mutants.
0: One thing that... Is just my own personal pet peeve. I know that someone else may disagree and that's fine. As I said before, Angel is not one of my favorite oh, X-Men yeah. characters. I think they bring him
1: back in this somehow?
0: Yeah, because now he, I know why they did it. I have every knowledge as to why they did it. Angel has always been one of the horsemen of Apocalypse.
1: Okay, yeah, because they do the horsemen in this, right?
0: Yep. Um... Angel has always been a, a horse of the Apostle. they apostate. explain
1: him existing in the 80s when he was like a teen in the
0: 2000s? That is my frustration.
1: They don't explain it? No. Is it supposed to be the same character? Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. They could have just decided there could be more than one, you know, person with the, with the name of Angel, but that's, so, yeah, that's so lazy.
0: That was, that was kind of my frustration was like, yeah, okay, so that. this- person that exists in the was it the 80s it was before uh, the apocalypse
1: 80s. takes place in 83 apparently and oh, okay last stand is like yeah 2006 he's already like a young teen so he could not right. have been born exactly in
0: the 80s. exactly it would have been an infant so that, at best that's weird that was that was my weird thing about that i love mohawk storm oh yeah i
1: i did hear about that and uh i think that's cool because they acknowledge like that like very radically different design she's had at certain points
0: Yep, Um, I love that you know they actually gave Storm her backstory of being in Morocco. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted more Psylocke. How'd you feel
1: about her in this? Because I I don't know how people felt. Very blah. Oh, very blah. And she a character you typically like in like other media? She is a badass. Oh, that's a shame.
0: Yeah, like you know there there are a couple of in house psychics that x-men revolves around and it's yeah. Jean gray emma frost and psylocke so she's using the so same we,
1: kind of type of powers as them from what i
0: understand yeah the the only thing is that psylocke actually has uh, projectile capabilities so she's or, she's kind of like scarlet witch yes okay
1: i'm guessing yeah, those two work like, worked together in the comics at some
0: point so so um Think of Psylocke as a little bit of a lesser version of Jean Grey. Uh, okay. She's got telepathic capabilities. She's got telekinetic capabilities. And she kind of makes this psionic weapon because, just yeah. because.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking at the cast. It looks like one cool feature of this is that you get a lot more of, because it's at, it's later on, you get a lot more younger versions of the old cast, like Raven, Beast, uh, but you get Storm, you get Gene, you get uh, Cyclops. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Oh, mm-hmm. you finally get Jubilee! I didn't know that.
0: You, I was about to say you do get Jubilee. That was one thing that I have been itching for. Yeah, or... she was
1: like she was the Rogue equivalent in the old cartoon, right? Like yeah, the show started with her being introduced to all of this, so yeah, it felt odd they would leave her out for so
0: long. It, it, I felt like the movies never knew what to do with her, mm-hmm. but. She's always had the young apprentice role.
1: How do you feel about her in this movie?
0: She still didn't make as much of a splash as she should have. That's a shame. Like she's still just – she's still an Easter egg. Really? Yeah. Aw.
1: Well, maybe just – yeah, maybe they don't know what to do with her. Um, anything else do you want to say about Apocalypse? Like maybe some stuff you do like about it.
0: Uh, let's see. I loved the story plot. I loved how the story progressed. Okay. Um, the one thing that that they didn't add in was uh, whenever apocalypse always comes up, it's always some kind of time travelly vortex, vortex thingy that happens. The which way I was Thanos still okay comes with. Out in the trailer. Yeah. I was still okay with. Um, I liked that. You know, we. Left the time traveling alone. We already had a whole movie about time traveling. Yeah, I feel like any more Uh, would be too much. It would would have been too much. Um, So, you know, I like the movie as a whole. Again, it just played more into the whole tropes of you've got all of these really well-established characters that you're – Not using right. Not using correctly. (laughs) So you
1: would sum this up as a good core plot but a lot of mishandling of some great characters. Yeah. Okay, so that's why it's kind of a mixed bag.
0: Yeah. Um, I would it, probably it's say that so eventually. Much a lot of mishandling is just enough for a fan to notice.
1: Enough for, to bother fans. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you ready to move on to our last one? This one's very last fresh Last and not one. least. Absolutely not least. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say it right now. Logan might be at worst tied with X2 and 3 as the ones I enjoyed the most. Um, definitely the most unique really? outside, outside Deadpool. They took okay. a gamble you- with this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, did did, did you, you you liked it? I guess.
0: Well, okay, I I I love Logan. Um, and again, like I loved all of the X Men movies except for Wolverine: The Origin. Yeah, both, of, people, both of people Wolverine, see- both of the previous Wolverine movies, like throw the those ones. Scratch. I have, I have. No, I, don't, I could care less about those.
1: Yeah, that seemed to be a lot of people's thoughts on them. This one kind of was making up for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, and it was a really well done, hey guys, we're sorry, here's the Wolverine that you know.
1: Not just that, here is something very unique. The approach, the tone, the the plot structure of this is so different. It is smaller scale, it is personal, and it is brutal.
0: It, it is, is very brutal. And um, sad.
1: Uh, the fact that this takes place so long after and you realize everybody but, like, two characters are dead. Yep. And it gets even worse when you find out how
0: they died. It was very – again, it was very minimalist. Like you said, like, yeah. the cast was maybe, like, a total of ten people. If you're talking main characters, less. <laughs> less than uh, – of. you can count the main characters on one hand. Yep. I think – for me, they didn't set up enough to care, to for me to care about. Um, there Are you talking about
1: the entire cast or even the main ones?
0: I'm just talking about the story of the film in general.
1: I think like, it helps at least for Wolverine and Xavier if you've watched the last movies because seeing where they've fallen right. is you. You
0: sad. had to – this is one of those movies where you kind of needed to see – the previous movies to understand the gravity of what's happening. I think
1: you could still show it to, you could still be, for a lot of people, this could still be their first X-Men movie and they'd still like it, but they'll get even more emotion out of it if they sunk time into getting to know Logan and Xavier. Absolutely. And just what a tragic, I mean, we're going spoilers, what a tragic end to both their stories this is, even though it ends on a note of hope for newer characters. Yeah. Um, but just the premise is like, you realize. Mutants have stopped being born. The X Men are dead, except for these two. Yeah. And man, uh, Charles in this movie—you it alternates between being like that warm figure, you know, even more warm, and then just the saddest and even most dangerous thing. Because the fact that you have got like one of the most powerful psychics earth now with dementia and seizures, and when yeah. it
0: happens, it's horrific. And it was—it was really nice to to see. Old man Logan.
1: Yeah. Oh, even Logan, too. Like, obviously, he's not senile, but it establishes he is finally, even with his extended aging healing, he's reaching the end of his own natural lifespan. And Mm -hmm. he's in a pretty shitty point in life, work-wise, emotion-wise.
0: Because it almost seemed like Logan was never going to die.
1: You might as well think that in those last couple of movies, but then this is a point where it's like, no, this is... And I think this also ties into why Hugh Jackman was to move on, because he was getting older, too. Like, I think he is... I'm pulling his page up right now. He's 49. Yeah, he's not quite as... He's still a handsome, buff fella, but he's not quite as young as he was
0: in 2000. In 2000. And, and do you know why he had to kind of step back from his acting career? No, what happened? If I remember correctly, and you have you have the his page up so you can tell me better. I believe it was because he had to go through some some therapy for some kind of cancer.
1: Oh, no. Um, hang on. I'll try searching his, his page. Uh, oh, in 2013 and 2014, he has had some skin cancer scares. I'm trying to see if there's been anything said about it lately. This was three so years it- ago,
0: though. It was it was it was very much a surprise to to fans. Yeah, bet. it. It was when Logan was announced and Hugh Jackman was standing there in the image. It was like, yes, we got one more in him. and that's what they hyped it up as
1: too. Like not just the fact that this was they that it was an end to Logan's movie story, but that I think the, I was hear, the phrase I've been hearing was after this he's hanging up the claws.
0: Yeah, like
1: even he was like, I'm. It's time for me to move on unless something really right. special happens. Like I think he's, like he said, if you do something with Disney and the MCU, he's up for it. But otherwise. Uh, and actually, oh, I'm looking at him. I am looking right here. They did some uh, effects to age him up more, both makeup and CG. No,
0: he does I, look good. He does look I, good for his age.
1: In real life, he looks a lot better than he does in this movie. Like, yes. I mean, the second half of this movie is basically about. Wearing Logan down even more than he already was when it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just the fact that his healing has slowed and that he's older, but they just put him through the ringer in this. This is such a brutal movie. um This is the first one, other than Deadpool, to be rated oh, like the main, like oh, a natural, mainstream movie to be rated R. And mm-hmm. they take full advantage of it. Their parts they're just brutal and terrifying and sad. Like halfway through the movie, when you know you get a little bit of. Leverage when they meet that farm family. I still in the back of my head was like, "This isn't going to end well for anyone." And holy no. shit, does it does it not? Uh, especially the saddest part when the dad's last moment when he because they introduced, not just X twenty three with Laura but X twenty four, like this feral clone of Logan himself. And mm. the dad runs him over him and then gets out, shoots him a bunch of times, tries to shoot Logan himself, but realizes he's out of bullets and only then plops down dead. Like he died angry at Logan and. Just shit, man. And just showing like you if you thought like the military activity in this was brutal in, in the in the older movies is brutal, this is them this is basically the the premise that a bunch of uh, agents were viewing children as just guinea pigs.
0: Well, so to that light, you know, in the past the government was almost scared to take one side of the other because mutants yeah were everywhere there was and now in a world where there was two to one and now there's so few it's like well we're gonna do what we want y'all gotta go
1: but of course you find out that doctor engineered and spread a virus which is why it happened and the fact that now these kids are okay at the end gives you hope that maybe they could you know grow up and breed new mutants or something but it's still a major step back for mutants oh and also the fact that the x-men were all killed by uh, Charles seizure holy shit so brutal, and uh, but also not going back to the R rating. Like I had heard complaints for so long. Like you need to show how violent Wolverine's actions are. Like no, there's yeah. no blood and gore. It's just been him slashing people falling down. This the first scene when like carjackers. Yep. And arms are coming off, faces are being scarred, guts, blood, beheadings, decapitations, and, 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 like, disemboweled and just the limbs, it's 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 so effective. And the fact that they save it for specific moments, and, I mean, I want to talk about uh, Laura herself. Uh, yeah. I had heard a lot of praise for, what's, uh, Daphne Keene, I believe is her name? Yeah, it is. Uh, this is her first big role, and how effective she is because she doesn't really get to talk or remote much for the first half of the movie. She's just this feral child who is mm-hmm. either being just I found her creepy most of the time and then the part where she lets loose like the first time you see what she's fully capable of and you're just like, oh my God. And then, you know, I love the fact that, you know, once it's her and Logan on their own and she finally starts talking, he's like, you could talk this whole fucking time. Um, and also the fact that I maybe it wasn't an intentional, but I her speaking voice at first is adorable when she gets all excited like see see Eden Logan yeah. see, we go here um and then of course she mellows out and yeah this girl gets to show her chops as a more nuanced character and yeah I definitely see why they chose this girl because she's already got that kind of talent for that kind of multi layered character and they are very much toying with the idea of spinoffs as she and the
0: character grow. She definitely. Uh, The actress definitely embodied really well the character and the idea of X-23.
1: Isn't in the comics X-23 is generally seen as like a young woman?
0: Uh, She definitely grew up to be that way. But but um, she was kind of introduced in I would say her mid-teens – and then now she's in her late teens, early twenties. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this is like she's like at most ten.
0: This kid. Yeah, like she's definitely a child uh, yeah. there at are this moments point. moments where you can tell. And, but, X twenty three has always been this animalistic, feral person. Okay. But she's still a girl. Yeah. Like she I... has moment. She has moments where it's just like I just want a barrette in my hair
1: yeah and this this touches on that. they're like you know wants to wear clothes it, it and sunglasses so and stuff good. and a lot of it is like her so much of this is her first exposure to life outside of this lab, yeah, and her and like Logan had to teach her consequences and rules about things, yep, and like I said, it, i it thought a lot that for so much of this movie, I was just being creeped out or annoyed by her along with Logan. but then you know when she when she starts talking, you you care for her
0: absolutely and
1: of course, I'm not gonna say I shed a tear at the end, but it's effective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um
1: I knew I kinda the only, knew there was only one way this could end for Logan himself since they were saying this is the
0: last ride, but still it hurt. The only thing that I really wished uh that I had from X twenty three was just two percent less screaming and two percent more talking.
1: Yeah, I wish he had talked more early on, but Yeah. And they they still get a job of selling her on, on selling her real self on me once she did start talking. But I feel like they could have they could have done a little earlier, like maybe when they're at the farm or something. Because um, you st- you mean you're still getting glimmers of her humanity, like her wanting to listen to the music and stuff. <laughs> and still, like Logan is still so pissed off at her, like even when she first starts talking, like stop talking about this map, stop it, stop it. Right, um, right. Oh, and also the fact that this movie gets a little meta—the fact that X-Men comics and action figures exist in this—but Logan yeah. on the fact that there's greatly distorted versions yep. of the truth. Uh, closest thing other Marvel movies get is the fact that in uh, – you noticed in the first Captain America, they're showing the, the like the punching Hitler comic because yeah. that was the character's conception as World War II propaganda in real life. And yeah. I love the fact that they tie that, that into to make his existence a little more plausible of the persona. Um, but, but Logan, this is more of a cynical thing about it of – Logan's saying these stories are romanticized and not showing you the really horrible side of things. That ties into the story's themes of just showing both the best and worst of humanity in the world of X-Men in a world where most mutants are no longer a thing. Yep. Um, And I could see it not being everybody's cup of tea if you're used to the format of the other movies. But me, I like – my, some of my favorite superhero movies are stuff like the Nolan Batman movies and Winter Soldier where things get more raw and intense and even scary
0: because
1: mm-hmm. that increases my investment and that is the same case for for Logan. But uh is there anything else you want to say about Logan?
0: Um you know, it was a nice it was a nice way to say farewell to the character and, and to Xavier too. I Anakin mean, Xavier the um, this could of course, be, We'll, this see, could be we'll see a lot more of Xavier. Yeah, but um, this could
1: be Stewart's last time doing. I, I mean, I don't know if he's right. that, but you know, he's getting old, so you know, it's possible. Right, not as confirmed so. as as. And, and I do hope this that Jackman does not come back because it would be hard to top this one. This is one of the best in the series, and kind of, you know what? As much shit as we could give Fox for stuff like Fantastic Four the fact that they made this and Deadpool show that they, I feel like they might be more willing to take risks than uh, the Disney MCU.
0: See, I think what, what the thing is, is Fox does a lot better of a job. If you don't put them in a PG 13 or PG 13 box and Mm -hmm. let them kind of let loose. Cause even right now with their show, the gifted, I'll even take it a step further beyond the movies and talk about what's happening now with the show the gifted it's not bad okay i'm actually kind of thoroughly enjoying it um and they're they're letting loose they're they're talking about you know it's a, it's uh-huh. got a lot more of that raw aspect that logan had and a lot more of that fear factor element. And you if they're forcing you to care about the characters, but in a much different way than what Disney does.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, it's, just, it's a different, both different approach from the MCU and from previous X-Men movies. Right. And you could also say the same thing for Deadpool, even though that's the polar opposite in terms of tone. Uh, so I think that's, it's cool. That, you know, and I understand Deadpool took a lot of, impetus from ryan rounds and others to happen there was still a lot of activities yeah like, nobody will like this uh jokes on you guys um, right right and maybe that you no know, i feel like Logan would have had to have entered production by the time deadpool was out but maybe they saw rough cuts of deadpool and realized a r-rated stuff could still draw a huge audience and actually just one funny thing i want to say touching on the director of, Lo- of logan i'm looking up his filmography right now is uh, named james mangold because I, I knew he did one of my favorite movies of the like a decade ago, did you ever see the Three Ten to Yuma remake with uh, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe? I did not. It's fantastic, and uh, uh, something I'd, I'd, I'd say about both this and Three Ten, uh, he is great when it comes to the last big like climax, both the tension and when it all is let loose. Because the end mm-hmm. of this is a, movie is goddamn amazing. Um, same goes for Three Ten. Uh, but I'm also looking at—he actually did direct the Wolverine and. The difference between it and Logan being that he helped write Logan and not Wolf the Wolverine. Uh, he also did Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie. Okay, here's oh, Here's a crazy yeah. one. He wrote Oliver and Company. Huh. That's night and day in terms yeah. of your audience. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Uh, though that does have one of the more brutal Disney villain deaths. I will give it that. So that is... You know, for the most part, because we skipped the Wolverine and Deadpool, but that is all the uh, X-Men movies. All of
0: your X-Men movies.
1: I'm going to ask you now, do you know, would you be able to say if you have an individual favorite among them, or even like two or three? Ooh. Yeah, I know, I put you on the spot. I will say, I'd probably lump in X2, Last Stand, sorry people hate that, uh, First Class, and Logan.
0: I don't have a favorite. I can't say that I have a favorite.
1: Would you say uh, Origins Wolverine is your least favorite?
0: Absolutely. Okay, we we'll at least go that <laughs> far. And... Well, probably whatever the second one, the, the Japan one. Yeah. Oh, the wait. Wolverine. The Japan one, because I literally fell asleep on it every time I yeah, tried to watch it. Yeah, that's you can barely
1: say anything about it. You can't
0: get yeah, um, Yeah. I at least got through Origins, but it was just not great. Yeah. So whichever one the Japan one was, then Origins, then and then – or first class. No, I still like Apocalypse.
1: Okay. Well, I just first, had my uh, issues with Apocalypse. First Class or the first movie or?
0: Oh, probably First Class. That's with okay. Emma Frost, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which First Class is... was definitely at one of my bottoms of the yeah. I think that the interest-
1: it's interesting how we defer because that's one of my favorites and then – um, I'd say the ones I've seen in their entirety, the of Future Pass is probably my least favorite, and that is not mm-hmm. a common opinion. But you know, that's a, that's how people's opinions work.
0: And I think the biggest thing for me was that uh First Class was almost the least like an X Men movie.
1: No, that's Logan. <laughs> but I guess the fact that First Class was still, you know, you could tell it was still intentioned as a traditional X Men movie.
0: Yeah, like, I was still, like, the intent was for it to still be an X-Men movie. Mm. Like, Logan was Logan. That was not X-Men.
1: That was almost an experiment, basically.
0: Yeah. That was another that's what I'm, and that's,
1: i off That's what I'm saying was so bold about it in Deadpool. You don't usually see big studios do some, that big a deviation. Um, but I guess we can wrap things up. But again, it's been a pleasure uh, talking with you one-on-one for this. Another super long episode that I might cut into two chunks. That's uh,
0: absolutely fine.
1: That's just how we roll sometimes, uh, but I think I I hope fans of the X Men movies, in particular, enjoy this episode. I know obviously we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll have some people disagree with our opinions on certain movies, but just keep in mind, it's all mind It's all that's just always don't relative. Me We're on all
0: the internet about it.
1: Yeah, well, and I will say I get so also besides we mentioned uh, elements of light and what is the name of the film festival again? The that that UOP
0: Real Film Festival.
1: And where can people find you on, like, social media, like Twitter and the like?
0: Um, you can search me as Tyrone Selby on Facebook, and you can also find me on Twitter, Tyrone Hydraulic.
1: Sweet. As for myself, you can find me on my username, Bahonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, on pretty much anything that I use, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, deviantr and some other stuff i don't use very often but so you can look up there for videos cartoons animations and again i also upload each episode of the podcast my youtube account as well you prefer to listen through that Um, i'm trying to make it those uploads the same day or the day after of the feed upload though if you want to get it first i still recommend subscribing to us through itunes stitcher or whatever podcast application or site you use and uh, I will say we do – I do have – I announced it previously on other episodes in our social media page. because You can find Sketch Watch Play on Twitter and Facebook under that account name, one word, Sketch Watch Play. Uh, our next episode will be a first-time guest. We've brought up the uh, the podcast Generation Animation many times in the past and have had Felipe and Tyler guest star. And we will have another first-time appearance from their co hosts one Mark Gonzalez, as we will be doing – Man, a re- another retrospective and one that's going to have plenty to talk about, we will talk all things Final Fantasy. And I'm very curious to see what uh, type of things we will be fo- focusing on because that's that gives a lot of different things to talk about. But again, Tyrone, thanks so much for joining me on this. Uh, thank you for, for having putting, me. And for putting up with all the usual Discord and Skype issues. I'm definitely going to need to try and figure that out by the time I talk to Mark. But thank you, people, for listening. I am John Flurry.
0: And I'm Tyrone Selby.
1: And what's a what's a good X-Men farewell tagline? Is there a, such a thing?
0: To me, my X-Men.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. For some reason I thought of that. Uh, the first thing to come to mind was that picture of Wolverine doing the middle finger claw. But I, I can probably just make that the episode thumbnail.
0: Or we can we can exit on a bamf. Cuz uh, that's the sound that Nightcrawler makes when he disappears.
1: He makes a badass motherfucker. <laughs> That's what McCree's belt says in Overwatch. That makes sense. took me a while. I I only learned what that acronym is by looking up, like, is that another version of MILF? Why would you be wearing that on, that McCree? (laughs) Oh, no, it's because it sums him up.